Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. And now, a man that rips up the show notes right after each episode, my Mitt Romney, Johnny Rage. Good morning. (laughs) How goes it, Dags? Good morning to you. Welcome back. Welcome, Johnny Rage, and welcome, fans, to another powerful episode. We're excited a lot of great stuff we have to talk about. We got movies. We got food. We have everything. Oh, we got food that we can eat now. I'm, I'm, I'm hip to that. You know, we have a powerful presence on social media. You know that, Johnny Rage. I know. I follow. So I did a powerful tweet. And if you want to see our powerful tweet, make sure you follow us at Amish mm-hmm. B Machine on Twitter. So I tweeted out, why isn't the Shamrock Shake flavored clover? You know, it's clover flavor instead of mint. Why is the shamrock shake not clover flavor? Yeah, because it's shamrock. It's a four-leaf clover. Right. So to be authentic, it's, it should be flavored clover. But it is green to represent the clover, and I don't think clover would be very good tasting where it would drive too many people to buy it. Dave. That's funny you said that because as soon as I tweeted it, McDonald's tweeted back at me. Because they know I'm the voice of the Pepsi generation, powerful influencer that I am. They right away said, we figured mint tastes better than clover. See, I can be the, I can be a clown. Just like, what is it? Some clown back there? Was it Ronald McDonald that responded to you? Um, That's one thing when, when McDonald's responds, you can say, who, who got back to some clown and you wouldn't be lying. Right. So. Yeah, me and McDonald's, uh, we think a lot, probably because we both know each other really well, because I'm there so much. Isn't that incredible, though? Yeah. That that they reached out because they knew the power of the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. Well, you've heard of long arms of the law. How about long arms of the Amish Baby Machine? You know, it's just reaching. These long arms reach people. I'm with you. I'm on board to all this. I mean, because if you know, last week I talked about the powerful, last episode, we talked about the powerful Cheetle that we we're featured in Dictionary.com's description, and Chester Cheetah reached out to me personally on Twitter to let me know about my powerful tweet. So, I mean, I mean, think about it. We got, we got Cheetos, we have McDonald's. They all want a piece of the Amish baby machine. And that is because of the fans, and God love you guys. We love you, the flock of Amish. Whatever beverage you're drinking now, put it up in the air. Johnny Rage, are you drinking anything? I'm not. I just finished, but I'll grab some imaginary drink. Yes. Put it up in the air. 
Horse them out for your dead homies and toast. Salute, my friends. Salute. Salute. Yes. Now, Dags, you were kind of setting us up like, you know, you were, you were listing all your accomplishments. I thought you were going to roll on with like an hour and a half State of the Union or something. State of the Amish baby machine here. You're talking about, because that's what most presidents do, or that's what they all do. They, they just kind of talk about their accomplishments. What would you think of, um, and we won't dig too deep into this, but uh, any thoughts on your favorite individual, Nancy Pelosi, tearing up the copy of a Trump speech? Powerful theater. She should be in the AWA wrestling. <laughs> How much would we pay to watch those two in the wrestling ring, whether it's fake or not? Would that be like epic? And this corner weighing 235 pounds, Donald the Hitman Trump. Notice I said 235 pounds. Not really true, but 239. Boy, that would be a huge, huge. It would be huge. People would love it. They love me. They don't like Nancy. It'd be perfect, perfectly. Just a, I, I say everything perfectly. Um, but anyway, uh, kind of some just little show notes I wanted to add. Get your thoughts, Diggs, about little Nancy Pelosi. And we know the match wouldn't be in China. China. We don't know that for sure. Well, come on. It's not a good place to go nowadays. Speaking of which, you know, with that uh, coronavirus. Does that mean we can't drink Corona anymore? Because I have been. Um, I stopped, though, uh, hoping not to get that. Or is that not related? My Corona. So, Diggs, with the coronavirus happening in China, um, there's reports that they really didn't let anybody know how bad it really got. Now we kind of all see how bad it's getting over in China anyway. I guess the uh, people in America, there's 12. 12 verified cases of it are actually doing pretty well. It seems like in, in China where it originated, that's the people that were uh, older, weren't in the best health. Those are the ones that the virus is wiping out, which usually is the case for any virus. But China said they're going to build a hospital specifically for all the people that are infected, and there's thousands of them. And when you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, if we build a hospital, it's going to take five, six years. No, there is footage on YouTube. I encourage you to go see it. They knocked off this hospital in like a week and it speeds up the footage. You know how you do, you can do that when you watch how to do something, they always speed it up. Watch this video of them building that hospital in China. It's unbelievable. I'm sure it's high quality, built well, up to code. I, I think it, I don't know. It's just, I was just more amazed at the time. It took them about a week to do like a 30,000 bed hospital. Um, but thanks as we, um, change subjects again, cause that's what we do here. We go from topic to topic. Sometimes we make sense. Sometimes we don't, but let's talk about your favorite place in mine is not McDonald's, but it's now there's a new, there's a new Johnny rage. It's planet fitness. Okay. It's week four now for this cat. I just wanted to give the fans kind of an update at where I am with all this. And what do you think, uh, Plant Fitness? We talked about how they make money yesterday because I was doing the math myself and I couldn't figure it out. At 10 bucks a pop, 2,000 people, that's only $20,000 a month. But here's some personal pro tip I want to give people. Will you ever, do you ever foresee yourself not paying the $10 digs and maybe just quitting this Planet Fitness? I always pay my bills. Yeah, but here's the dealio. 
they do pizza every Monday. Okay. What's it cost to get a pizza delivered to your house? 20 bucks one time. I no longer consider this Planet Fitness a gym membership. To me, it's my pizza membership because for 10 bucks a month, I show up at Monday at five o'clock. I can eat unlimited pizza and go home four times a month. That's a savings of about $30. So I'm now in the pizza club, no longer Planet Fitness. That's the way I look at it. That's what's going to keep me as a member to Planet Fitness. Something for you to think about two days. Now, how the how does the pizza work? It's on a Monday night, you said? Pizza Monday, Bagel Tuesday. And how many That's pieces do too. they give you? They just open it up. They put it on a, it's not, uh, it's not like a buffet where people give you like one little scoop. It's, it's just, they take 15, 20 pizzas and they put them on a table and have at it, you know? And I'm just like, whoa, I forgot about that aspect for 10 bucks a month. Even if I don't come to work out, I could show up every Monday. I'm saving money here at Planet Fitness. And then there's Bagel Tuesday the next day. I haven't participated in that yet. So they have pizza and bagels. And don't forget about the nice little candy Tootsie Roll on your way out in the big milk bucket. So So everything's dumping the sugar into your bloodstream immediately and messing with your insulin making you fat. So is well, it a conspiracy or what's going on? Well, they just want to reward yourself. I mean, Hey, you worked out hard. Here's a piece of pizza or two. Nice work. We'll see you tomorrow. Or in my case, nice work. We'll see you next week. You know? Um, yeah, it's, 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 I love it. Well, it should be, more, more. you know, high fiber, high protein, something that's going to build some muscle and burn some fat. Well, pizza could possibly do that, couldn't it? I mean, cheeses and garlics and oh, it smells so good. Do you like pizza, Dags? Of course, everyone loves pizza, even the babies. You know, I'm not usually. I, I didn't always like pizza. I I, I was a frozen. I, do, I like the frozen pizzas. You know, you get them for a buck. What's your go-to frozen pizza? What brand? And what do you have on it? Lots of matzah. And generally what I like to roll with is a sausage. But if I'm ordering, I like sausage, onion, green pepper. And I like a cracker crisp. I don't like those doughy Domino's crisps, even though uh, Domino's has made huge strides in their flavor and their taste of their pizza. I still don't like that breading and that dough. I want a cracker crust on my pizza. Very particular about that. When I go to a pizza joint, I always request to, I don't think they cook their pizzas long enough. Burn that for me. Okay. Bring that baby out burnt. I want that cheese burnt. Then we know that it's cooked and it gets the crust crackery. So that's how Johnny rage rolls. So you want a thin pizza? I want a thin pizza with a cracker crust, but I want it cooked longer than your standard 15 minutes. I want that baby burnt. Do you like it cut into squares or triangles? You know, it depends what kind of mood I'm in that day, truthfully. Um, and what kind of pizza I'm eating. If I'm rolling a gourmet pizza, I do want the traditional pizza pies, uh, um, triangles. If I'm rolling just kind of my basic sausage, I want the squares. I'm really particular when it comes to this stuff. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of deep thought when I get a pizza. My go-to frozen pizza would be Red Baron. It's very cheap. 
and I enjoy it. I I so, also enjoy the expensive ones, but the Red Baron, it's usually dirt cheap. It's got a nice pastry crust. It's uh, highly enjoyable. What do you go to for flavoring? For flavors, for toppings, not flavoring, toppings. The Special Deluxe pretty much has everything. Um, mm-hmm. It has olives, black olives. It has, um, I think it's pepperoni, sausage. It's kind of like the, you know, meat lovers works, the works. Uh-huh. And they're usually dirt cheap. Like, what is a uh, lots of matzo run you? Oh, you roll two bucks a piece, maybe. I no think no it way it's a two bucks a piece. That's way too cheap. No, it is. That's why I think I, that's why I roll with it. I believe it's two bucks a piece. I don't think it is. I'm going to need a receipt. Why can't you be more like Planet Fitness and quit judging? You know. No, I need to call you on your bullshit. And, and while we're on the topic of food, I love food. I feel fast food restaurants don't give enough thought on their desserts. Like, you know, fuck a chocolate chip cookie. That's not dessert. Oh man. But there's nothing better than the all American chocolate cookie, but day. it's not dessert. It's just what a little it? treat. You okay, go to, you dessert? go to a, you go to a restaurant and you go, uh, what's on your dessert menu. And they come out and they bring out a fucking box of chip ahoys. Come on, grow up. Chocolate well, chip well, cookie dude, is not a dessert. Dude, when you're in the fast food business, what are you going to do? Fa- when you go to a restaurant, they pull out like four trays of $8 cake. Yes. You know, you're not going to do that at a fast food restaurant. It's quick. Cookies are quick. Our no, they're, they're, making quick. A, they're making a burger. They're making a sandwich. The least they can do is they can have some delicious dessert. Why don't you go to a different place then and get your delicious dessert and get your fast food? At your, I thought you were going to say fast food joints aren't fast enough. That I could agree with you. But when it comes to a fast food having a quality dessert, what about the apple pie that McDonald's serves? No, they could step that up. And it's not an apple pie. It's just a little deep fried little uh, charcoal biscuit. It's not a delicious pie. You know what? I really like that McDonald's serves. It's not really, you can't really call this a dessert, but have you ever had their cinnamon rolls in the morning? Oh, man. They got it going on, Dags. You're just going at the wrong time. No, it's not a dessert. dessert. I'm talking about a dessert. Stop distracting us with your bullshit. You're so angry. You're so angry. Dessert. (laughs) Remember the diners when they had that powerful uh, Lazy Susan with the pieces of pie on there? Mm -hmm. Tell me you wouldn't want a big fat piece of cherry pie. Well, Dags, then I go to Perkins for that. I don't go to McDonald's. You're missing the goddamn point. Whoa, you're so angry. You're at a fast food restaurant. You know, you can do everything. They come out with new sandwiches. Mm-hmm. McDonald's came out with the Oreo McFlurry. What do you think mm-hmm. of that? Oreo McFlurry? Anything with Oreos is a good idea. I haven't had it, but I, it sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, the Shamrock. I think it's Oreo Shamrock McFlurry. That's the whole thing. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. But my point is, I want a delicious dessert. I want some, you know, tiramisu, powerful pies, cakes. Put some goddamn effort into it. Why isn't the ice cream machine ever working? I've never had an issue. I've never had an issue. No, pay attention. You, oh, I don't know. I pay $2 for a a pizza. No, you don't. Uh Listen, go go to, go to 7-Eleven, whatever. And the Slurpee machines, there's always one that's not working. Get them fixed. Okay. I thought you were talking about McDonald's. Now you're talking about. No, I'm talking about McDonald's. I'm talking about their ice cream machine never works. Well, you just said. And listen to me. Listen to me. And and the and they never have. They used to have a swirl chocolate. Now they they barely have vanilla. Why is it so difficult to have chocolate? 
you know, we can seek help for guys like you, Diggs. No, pay attention. I think, I think you're, um, looking for something. No, I'm not looking there. for something. It's simple to have chocolate ice well, cream. McDo- you'll have a has, delicious dessert. McDonald's has the twist cone. No, you they don't. Tra- you tell me they eliminated the twisty cone. Yes. Pay attention to things in life. Well, I've been to Perkins many a times, and you want to talk about a plethora of, of assortments. They have the everything behind a cake. They have cakes and donuts and cookies. And by the time I get to the, I'm just not hungry for anything. I've already eaten my meal. I've signed off on it, and I don't want that dessert. And the desserts are so overly priced anyway. It's just like 7 bucks for a little piece of chocolate cake. So I'm more economical, Dags, in my choices. My point is they should have some delicious dessert choices at fast food restaurants. Well, in your estimation, maybe they're not delicious, but to 100 million other people, they're delicious. No, I disagree. And on Twitter, at Amish B Machine, thousands of fans have agreed with me. And I'm going to need you guys to follow us on Twitter, at Amish B Machine. Also, YouTube. Our powerful episodes are uploaded through space and time on YouTube. Please follow us on YouTube. And wherever you get your powerful podcasts, please leave a review. Five Star is the most powerful review. Write something. And what this will do is unlock the secrets to the universe and get our message out to more powerful fans. We're available on everything. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. It goes on and on and on. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. All right, Johnny Rage, you checked out a powerful movie this week. Tell the fans of Flock of Amish what film you enjoyed. Well, I saw two days. I, I, my old standby, when I can't get to the movie theater, I tour. I do, my tour of duty is to go through Netflix to see what's out there. And in the past, I've always said, you know, Netflix isn't afraid to spend content. And it shows with some of their movies that they've been producing lately. And I saw one. Um, last week, it's kind of a dual title to it. When you look at it on Netflix, it's a submission, but then when, when they, when you're scrolling through and they have kind of the, the little, uh, pics of all the movies, it says black bear. So we're going to go submission. Black bear is the name of this Strange. one. I wonder why the two titles do any of those titles make sense to you? Um, if you watch the movie, I understand the submission, and I'll tell you a little bit about that when I when I talk through the movie here a little bit. But um, what happens is there's a squad sent into Afghanistan or the Middle East, and it's a group of uh, one in particular is a sniper. And just by me saying that, you can probably already imagine what this is about, but this group of American Marines sniper group goes into Afghanistan. Of course, they're trying to knock off terrorist leaders one at a time and they're successful with that. Um, but they have to get to the rendezvous point at a certain time, but the sniper guy is getting a little carried away cause he's, he's hitting everybody and they're like, we got to get out of here. Let's go. Hold on, dude. And he's just plucking away more and more. Well, the longer they stay in position, the more it awakens the, the ISIS or Taliban or this terrorist group to the fact that they're being um, bombarded with these sniper shells. So they're all kind of awoken to this fact. And, and so they kind of gather and then they kind of search and, and uh, 
come after the sniper and the sniper keeps shooting more and more. And they're like, let's go, let's go. We got to move it. We're going to go to the rendezvous point. Well, in typical fashion, they missed a rendezvous point because they're spending too much time. The sniper is plucking these uh, terrorists, almost like a video game digs. And so what winds up happening is this uh, small group, the squad of Marines actually gets caught by the ISIS or the terrorist group and brought back to their camp. And they are, um, of course, they try to make them talk, you know, why are they there? Who are they after? What's going on? And they inject them with this pure, what appears to be heroin, the purest form that you can only get in, in, in Afghanistan. And they give us these, these soldiers kind of as a truth serum and just kind of to keep them uh, off the guard and whatnot. Well, in some fashion, some Herculean fashion, they're able to fight the effects of this drug, one in particular, because he said, I'm going to get us out of here. And that was his promise to the entire squad. So come hell or high water, he fights the effects of this drug. And uh, they end up breaking out of this camp and uh, making their way back to the rendezvous point or however they get out of this uh, uh, terrorist camp. I have no idea. And then it stops there. And then there's a subtitle that says six months later. So everybody's back to the United States. Um, the main sniper, he's a single guy, never really had a job. His life was the Marine Corps, kind of doesn't know what to do when he's back as a civilian. Um, his buddy that got him out of there, he ends up in the hospital. They don't know what's wrong with him. They do know that he was injected with this purest form of heroin or whatnot. And so he's going through a battery of tests. And um, it kind of shows the lives that they're leading after the, the uh, terrorist attack. And you follow both guys. Um, the main character, he finds his way. He was an MMA fighter before he went into the Marine Corps. And comes to find out that's all he really knows. So he gets talked back into going back into the MMA ring. And uh, the other guy that I was talking about who was in the hospital, still remains in the hospital going through a battery of tests. And he finds out that it's much worse than what they originally knew with that battery of tests. And meanwhile, the other guy goes back to the MMA ring, finds out he can't do it legally, so they ha he has to go underground. And if he goes underground and he wins, uh, there's quite a bit of money for the, for the victor. So he uh, goes back. You know, it's it's it was very similar to a, a Rocky movie, kind of at that point. When they get back and he's in the MMA ring, um, so he, he needs he goes, money to, to well, win the fight. Everybody needs money. Diggs, everybody needs money. No, I know, but does he needs to get into the fight to make money to help his friend? Well, that's what you don't know until the end. But it's a very lucrative deal for him to face off between all the contestants and eventually be the ultimate winner. They don't say how much, but you can tell, and it's all cash because it's all betting that's done illegally, you know? And then you got the mafia that comes in. It's not the mafia, but the, the gang that comes in that has influence on telling him to go down, take a dive. And he doesn't want to, because he's like, no, this isn't what this is about. This is about me standing up for my principles, my morals. I'm an, I got this. And, and, uh, so they end up, there's some shenanigans throughout the movie. And then, um, I really don't want to say much in case, much more because I've kind of set it up now. And it's a new enough movie where this is something people may want to go to Netflix. So it's called Black Bear or Submission. Um, look for both titles because I told this to a couple of people and they had a hard time finding it because I said, 
the name of the movie is Submission, and they looked under Submission, they couldn't find it. I says, okay, well, then try Black Bear. So try those two titles. I don't understand. I've never had a situation like this before where there's two titles, but Submission or Black Bear. I think it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. So, So, uh, powerful rating system. If you're a fan of this powerful show, you know the ultimate is five buggy wheels. So out of five buggy wheels, Johnny Rage, what are you giving this film? Well, here's some of the cast. It's um, Scott Pryor, Darren DeWitt Hans- Henson, Eric Roberts, and it was directed by J.M. Burials. So it's star-studded. Yeah, it's a bunch of unknowns, which, some, which to me doesn't matter as long as there's good acting. There's so many good actors out there. Um, but I was just looking to see maybe it was like John Cena would have been, it would have been a good role for him to play. He's not in that, but, um, you know, Diggs, I'm going to give it, um, again, I said, it, it, there are parts of it that reminded me a lot of Rocky, kind of like right out of the script from Rocky, but, and I'm a huge Rocky fan. You all know that by the way, there was an article I, I, uh, shared, uh, Sylvester Stallone is going to stop dying his hair and he's going all gray. I want to ask you what your thoughts are on that Diggs in one second. Um, I'm going to say this movie is deserving of three buggy wheels. Three buggy wheels for Black Bear slash Submission. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you, uh, me and you both enjoy war movies. Mm-hmm. H- how were the battle scenes? Were they good? Authentic? Um, or did it look cheesy? No, they, they were pretty authentic. There wasn't a lot of them. It, it opened up right away, like uh, most sniper movies do, where there's a you always have the spotter, and then you have the sniper himself. And then they have the people off in the distance that they're watching. And pretty soon you'll see from afar uh, bloodshed as the bullet rips through the chest or something like that. Um, they wiped out maybe six. And then um, uh, at that point, uh, they were supposed to get that rendezvous point. They didn't. And then they, uh, uh, the, the ISIS or Taliban or whoever these terrorists are end up surrounding them. And, and amazingly, I, I didn't kill them. I thought that... Uh, they were going to surround him and just, but then the movie would have been over, I guess. But they end up, you know, giving him the old rifle to the head, gunk, you know, and then they wake up and they're already, the hands are tied and stuff like that. How many Marines uh, were captured? Uh, it was a squad of about five. Oh, five Marines were. That would never happen in real life, but you have to suspend your disbelief for Netflix movies. M- M- Marines are badass, aren't they, Dave? Yeah, that, that would never have happened. Would the Navy have, would it be for the Navy, though, wouldn't it? The Navy? Yeah. Because you're saying it would have never happened because the Marines are just badass. Is that what your point is? It is my powerful point. All okay. armed forces of the United States are powerful and badass. Yeah. But the Marines, wouldn't you agree, are probably. Yeah, they're the, the tip of the spear. Of yes. First in, yeah. last out. Powerful. Semper Fi. Semper Fi. You got it, uh, baby. You know what that means, Diggs? A little trivia. Do you know what Semper Fi means? Forever podcasting. Close. Always faithful. Remember that. Never forgot it. Always know it. Yep. So anyway, that was fun. It was a fun movie. Uh, I would suggest uh, anybody at this point should uh, go watch that. But um, I had a chance. Also, Dags, I did make my way to a real movie theater. And Whoa. I saw the turn. Whoa. I saw the turning. Um, is that the real title or does it have two titles? <laughs> it's called the turning Amish baby machine. I think is the real name of it. 
Uh, you know, another to uh, everything. Movie. Turn, turn, turn to everything. Turn, you know that movie. Turning the beat around. That movie was played in uh, Forrest Gump. That's that's probably what you would like. Forrest Gump, one of the best soundtracks. Don't you agree? Don't turn around. Whoa, ja ja. That was not in Forrest Gump, by the way. Powerful. And and your rendition. I hope we never hear that again. Um, but. You know why uh, you don't tur- turn around, right? The turning. You don't even remember that song, do you? Don't turn around. Yeah. Oh, of course I do. Who's in town? Yes. Don't turn around. Uh oh. Go, Sergeant Brown. Uh oh. Wasn't it Sergeant Brown? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who was it? Dare Commissar. Dare Commissar. What's his, what? Who's Dare Commissar? Who's that? Look it up. All right. Well, you look this up. You don't have to. I'm going to talk about about the turning. My next movie I went to. Let me just read this. Uh, it was Kate Mandel. That's the name of the character. She takes a job as a nanny for two young orphans at an isolated Gothic mansion in the Maine countryside. She soon learns that the children, Miles and Flora, are emotionally distant. Flora and, and Fauna. F- Miles and Flora. They are emotionally distant and unstable. When strange events start to plague Kate and the siblings, she begins to suspect that the estate's dark corridors are home to a malevolent entity. So the horror ensues. Nice reading. Uh, um, it reminded me a lot. I, I brought this movie up last week. It was called The Boy. By the way, The Boy 2 is coming out. That's what this one kind of reminded me of. If I was to go back to another one, it is um, pretty vanilla, generic in terms of a horror film. I've explained it perfectly. Uh, of course, it has to be a, an old home, big and stereotypical. She's running around the house when she first meets the daughter, and everybody's happy and having fun. And then they're throwing a ball or something, and she misses the ball, but it rolls beyond into this room or the east portion of the house. And she starts walking for it, and the young girl says, oh, no, we don't go to that part of the house. Ooh, mysterious. Yeah. And and how often does that happen in a horror? Well, well, why don't you go over here? And they never say why, but they give you this chilling, like, just don't go there, whatever you do. Well, curiosity kills the cat what do you think this gal has to do in the middle of the night with thunder and lightning okay it can't be during it can't be at noon on a beautiful 90 degree day when the sun is out they always get really curious when there's thunder and lightning you know and the lightning comes through and you see these shadows of these creepy things so she has to find out just exactly why can't she go back into that room and um there's flickers and shadows and you're Hair starts to stand on the top of your neck, and of course, she finally sees something. But what it is, it's the brother who she has not met yet. This kid, he's a, his name is Miles, about twelve years old, checking on what she's doing. But she does a oh 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 oh, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? We don't go to this part of the house, you know that type of a movie. And so she, her job is to to tend to these two kids, and um, there is actually an older woman who shares the house with them, she's kind of, t- they, they both have their separate jobs. Um, this 
character, Kate, her job really is to play with the kids and teach them. She's their teacher, kind of their private tutor. The older gal, who's scary looking all on her own. That's a great 80s movie, by the way, Private Tutor. Yes. That was good. Very good, yeah. Quick flashback. Who played in it, Dags? I love how you're trying to buy time. (laughs) You don't know, so I'm not even going to say Oh, I love it. (laughs) Who is it? No clue. That's what I'm asking you. I said, it's Dags, it's your trivia moment, not mine. Karen K. Okay. Attaboy. Attaboy. And it's Jack Jack Palance, by the way, too. um, Doing the one handed push ups. Oh, wow. I don't know. No, I don't know about that one, Dags. <laughs> it's so funny how you, you get everything wrong, which is fine. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny, too, because you're talking about Joe Buck. Yeah. And how I said everyone hates him, and you said, oh, no, they don't. You really don't think so? No, not at all. Um, I think you probably talked to the few non-sports fans that might say that. but Google, Google nobody- it right now. You're nuts. But Joe Buck, probably one of the highest paid broadcasters. And number one, if everybody hated him, he wouldn't do the Super Bowl. He wouldn't do the primetime games every Sunday. And he wouldn't do the World Series. He does all the top billing stuff. Look it up right now. You you think people love Joe Buck. Because he's that good, okay? Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, to me, are probably one of the best two uh, color color analysts and play-by-play there are in the industry. And I speak on behalf of the flock of the Amish. I don't how much do you want anything. to bet that Joe that Buck is hated? Who's hated? Joe Buck, I just told you that. Well, Dags, you're wrong, okay? He's one of the top in the business, so I'm telling you. Will you do a video uh, when, when you look it up and say that I'm right? What's that? You do a video and say you were right when you look it up and you find out that everyone hates Joe Buck. Everybody loves Joe Troy Buck. Troy Aikman. They love him. They love him. Great ratings. Perfect gentleman. Just terrific. Yeah, terrific we, we could have had Troy Aikman, too. Oh, that's just so long ago. Who cares? It's all the turning. As I turn the conversation back to the movie that I saw. Powerful segue. Uh, I mean, if, you like, if you're into horror films, which I am, it's, it's, it's worth it. It's reminiscent of many of them that were done before. Uh, a very unusual ending. Um, you're going to have to go and, and watch this all on your own. I'm going to, I, I was even going to echo back to what movie it's similar to, but by doing that, I'm going to give away too much. So very unexpected ending. Um, go see it. Let's hear your thoughts on it. The turning, uh, five being the best. I would rate that probably around that three buggy wheel as well, but definitely a fun movie. I'm going to use the old tired expression it's a popcorn movie whatever the hell that means i mean every movie you go to is a popcorn do you movie, know but... what a popcorn movie means or not yeah a popcorn movie is fun and exciting and you just have fun with it and throw popcorn up at each other feed each other popcorn right <laughs> that's as close as you're gonna get a johnny rage what was it rated was it r-rated um let's take a peek here that's a great question tags um let's see if i can see it was rated. I don't know. I would have to say it was though. Uh, it didn't do well on Rotten Tomatoes at all. If you, uh, if you're a firm believer that Rotten Tomatoes was there knows what talking about, there was not. No. Gore. Um, was there gore? 
Mm, Al Gore, global warming, climate change. No, I'm afraid. The world has a fever. Mackenzie Davis played in it. Oh, huge. Big fan. Uh, Dana Thompson played in it. Uh, Jolie Richardson. Barbara Martin. Wow. It's funny to see some of these people uh, and how they, the makeup really looks different, you know, and I don't remember all these people in the movie for God's sakes. There's a Mark Huberman who played Bert. I'm like, when the hell was he in this thing? Hey, you know? Bert. Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Yeah. Diggs, I can't see what it was rated. Why was Bert like, always angry all the time? He's kind of like you. You're kind of always angry. I call you Bert. Powerful. So, yeah, Diggs, I don't know, but uh, well worth it. Go see it. Um, we got to get you back to a movie, dude. Yes. We never sync up with the movies. Our schedules. We just, uh, we have conflicting schedules. We got to get that schedule to work out. Now, uh, or, we should, or we should podcast right at a movie. What about that? Well, you never go anywhere, so you're just in your truck all the time. Wait a minute. I'm the one out at movies, and you're not seeing them, and you're saying I'm the one that doesn't go anywhere? Just saying. Okay. You know, Facebook always has those dumb little stories and polls and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I was looking up pictures of you, and I found some uh, facts about the movie Tombstone. And who doesn't looking, love Tombstone? You were looking up pictures of me. Yeah, I was just looking of, up various pictures of you. Kind of creepy a little bit. Kind of stalking? You're stalking me? A little bit. Okay. So I came across I mean, this. Uh, go ahead. What? Well, you can just friend me, and you'll see all my pictures that you want. But go ahead. What did you see? No, I don't want. I don't want friends. Okay. So, uh, Willem Dafoe and Mickey Rourke were almost going to be in in the movie. Willem Dafoe was the first choice to take Val Kilmer's role, Doc Holliday. I mean, let me let me just think about that for a minute. So imagine Willem Dafoe as Doc Holliday. Boy, I don't know. What do you think about that one? It's, isn't it funny how it just works out to be the right one? Yeah, I always think of, you know, there's a reason maybe the planets align and the stars and the music of the spheres. But no, I don't see Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe is overrated, too. I mean, he's he's a cool little character actor, but he's not good in everything. No, it's just like, you know, they said uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Tom Selleck was picked before Harrison Ford, and you're just like, Gosh, I don't see it. But maybe if he would have done it, you're like, God, he was awesome at it. But it's just like, thankfully, he didn't do it or turned it down or whatever. And um, then the second role was Mickey Rourke was going to be Johnny Ringo. Oh, that would not have worked. How would they even think of that one? I don't know. They wanted him. I mean, Mickey Rourke is a cool character actor. That one may have worked. Is Johnny Ringo? But I don't know. I mean, Michael Bean, obviously, he did it. Dude from Aliens, he did a great job. I mean, everyone did a great job in that movie. That's why it's so cool. But it's just fun to see these different... Apparently, OJ was going to be the Terminator. What would have and could have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and, and if you don't know any different, and they would have been cast originally we wouldn't even know any different. We'd be thinking that they did epic performances too, probably agreed. Yes. And here's another thing too, that Kurt Russell actually directed the movie. Oh, did he? But his name is not in the credits. Why is that? 
Well, first they hired the dude from uh, First Blood Part 2, and then he, uh, after he himself was hired to replace the original guy that wrote the film, they ended up all getting fired for some reason. So then uh, Kurt Russell took over, and he actually cut down, it says here he cut down 20 pages from the original script. He cut out his own lines so the other actors would have more lines, and isn't that cool? Yeah, I'm just trying to think, man. How long was that movie? Do you remember? I mean, it wasn't like an epic three-hour deal, was it? It had or to be at it? least. It was a decent. I mean, it it was epic in a sense that I mean it spanned a lot of time. Well, that was your entourage, is what you said. It was two hours. Actually, Diggs, it was two hours fourteen minutes. Two hours and fourteen. Yeah, minutes. I was going to say about two hours. So, so do you have kind of a time frame when you look at a movie? Do you determine whether or not you're going to go to the movie by how long it is? No, but three hours is definitely a long movie. And mm-hmm. going from two to three, I mean, I think of movies like Gandhi, that was over three. And well, all the Avengers were three plus, weren't they? Oh, I don't know about that. All of them? By the end game, the, uh, the last two. So three hours is, is super long. Well, I mean, I start fading. When, you can't. When it's, when it's, if, if, you enjoy, if you're enjoying the movie, it's not so bad. But if you're not and you look at your watch or your, or your phone... And you're like, dang, I got another two hours of this thing. I can tell you I love, you know, 80s arena rock. And I mm-hmm. saw, I think it was Journey, Sticks, and Def Leppard all in one concert. Mm-hmm. And I was fading. I'm like, oh, this is enough. I can't do it. Just overload or Yeah, what? and that, and I'm a you know big fan of that that type of music. But it reached a point where, oh, this, it's too much. It's, it's too much. So I, yeah. I'd say two, two and a half hours is perfect for a film. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Sometimes I base all my decisions. Am I in the mood for that or not? But if, if it's a gripping movie where you're like, oh, I don't want this to end or this is really cool, um, then time, to, there is no time. Time is of Time is on matter. my side. You're yeah. right. Time. No, and uh, like I always say, a good judge of a film for me is I forget that I'm working in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, a bad movie, my mind starts wandering, and I start looking around and throwing mm-hmm. pennies at people, you know? That's when I know mm-hmm. the movie's boring me. I can remember when you saw Endgame with me, because you just wanted me to see it so badly, and you'd already seen it. And I'm thinking to myself, I can barely sit through this thing the first time, and I'm looking over at you, and your eyes are just glazed over. You're looking behind, you're looking in front of you. I think you were even playing with yourself for about 15 minutes. It just was like you could tell you were just so disassociated with that movie and i understand it because i was there the first time i'm like god bless you for coming because i couldn't sit through that thing twice yeah yeah i'm uh i'm kind of done with comic book movies yeah i think we all are yeah but there's a nice nice little run coming you know yep another uh fun fact uh val kilmer became an extremely fast quick draw speed he said he practiced and became a really good quick draw artist with his uh six shooter which what is do you think which about is cool that? too. Which is cool too because if you remember the movie Heat, he got really good shooting weapons in that. When he does a reload, like people were saying, I've seen experts talk about how he, how he did the reload, and they said mm-hmm. that's just like perfect, spot on. Mm-hmm. Now, could you imagine back in the day being in a duel and there's always like this well-known guy, and you had to go face off with this person or, or, I mean, that's how they just took care of the law back in those days. Um, law dog. Would you, wouldn't you just 
like kind of practice nonstop. Um, it's a tough way to live, man. Yeah, but there was always one guy that's always faster. Well, that's it too. You know, you reach a time where, uh, I don't know, you better retire because as soon as you start slowing down, there's some young kid going to come into town. And and then and then people though, there's kind of that bravado where I want to find this guy. He's supposed to be fast, but I think I'm fast, so I want to challenge him. So people are actually searching you out. Well, it reminds me. Yeah, searching you out. It reminds me of a story of uh, Harry Houdini. Uh-huh. And apparently backstage, some guy, like he had really powerful abs and he would let anyone punch him in the stomach. When he was ready. Yeah, when he's ready. And apparently the story is that some guy goes, hey, I heard you, you take punches. And then he just punched him. And a lot of people think that's why he couldn't hold his breath for that stunt. Right. I remember that movie uh, I saw here in Houdini and he's back in his dressing room. That's exactly what happens. And it's like a big dude that shows up too. You know, he's like a football player or something. And then, he, back in the, then he lets him do it again and goes, yeah, it felt like rocks. Yeah, but he wasn't ready for it. He's like, anybody can punch it? Yeah, they can. Yeah, but he wasn't expecting it. It's like he has to get into position, and he must kind of crunch his abs together. And then, okay, now hit me. But this guy did it totally when he was off guard. I used to do that back in the day, let people punch me in the gut. Powerful. Now, yeah, can we do it now, Dags? Absolutely. Film it. Okay. I can, I can take your punch. How about that Guinness Book of World Records where there's that dude that took a cannonball to his stomach, that old black and white picture? Oh, I love that. Slow motion? <laughs> yeah, it's slow yeah, motion. I love that. How it, cool would that be? It looks be? like Skipper from Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's wearing like a leopard leotard. And I'd like that to be your claim to fame. You may not, you may, you probably know me. I'm the guy with a cannonball coming in full force into my gut. That's me. <laughs> dude was strong as shit, though. People yeah. always think as someone's fat that they don't have a lot of muscle, but... I don't know. I don't think the dude was fat. I think the dude was pretty put together, as a matter of fact. You know? Billy Bob Thornton improvised every single line in his movie. In the movie. Which, uh, which movie? We're uh, back to uh, Tombstone. Oh, man. You love that movie, don't yeah. you? Do you remember what he was? He was playing. Remember when Kurt Russell came in and he, was, he said, Kurt Russell said, you're in my chair. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they got up and he slapped them. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. all improvised. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And speaking of pre- impressive, powerful, all the mustaches were real. You know, wow. typically in those movies, they just glue on mustaches. Mm-hmm. Everyone grew powerful mustaches. Yeah, but I mean, how long would you give a person? Because you got some of these guys that are baby faces that just can't well, get that's, it on. That's why I think it's impressive, too. But those yeah. are all powerful mustaches. Just think how dirty guys were back then. Those snot, those mustaches are nothing but they just gather snot and food. And they're just so, ah. There's a thing called bathing, Johnny Rage. You should probably do it. Yeah, they didn't, hey, back then they didn't do that either. That's, know? yeah, it's manly, the musk. Oh, we're all man, animals, I'm, man. Enjoy it. I'm so glad that I was chosen to live the time and frame that I'm living in. Yeah, what, what would you have been back then? You would have just like oh. swept the, the street or what? Uh, I don't know, but the, everything was such work. Just to take a, a bath, you had to boil all your water, put it in that milk, that giant calf uh, drinking thing. And, oh, man, it just it would have been What are you talking about? The dude that was drunk in the movie was actually drunk the whole time. Really? Yep. Well, you asked what I would do back in those days? That would have been me. Oh, yeah. Been just, 
Yeah, you would have been, been Otis the town drunk. The Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Just lock yourself back up in the jail cell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That would have been my that would have been my lot in life. Here's yeah. another powerful fact. I'm not as drunk as you might. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I'm yeah. not as think I'm not as think as drunk you say something yeah. like that. Yeah. Powerful. Here's another fun fact. There's only Gosh, been. You're full of fun facts. Yes, I know. Thanks to. Uh... It's like we open up this fun candy bar and you got the fun fact in there. Yes. I like it. Powerful. There's only two actors that have played Doc Holliday and Batman. Who do you think that is? There are only two actors that played Doc Holliday, but they also played Batman. Correct. Boy. Well, obviously Val Kilmer. Is that one is one. And then, uh, man, played Batman too. It wasn't George Clooney. It wasn't Michael Keaton. Who was it? I don't know. Adam West. Oh, he played Doc Holliday too? Yes, he played Doc Holliday in uh, three different episodes of three different TV shows. Colt 45, The Lawman, and Sugarfoot. They all, we all three have some in common because I played a doctor too when I was young. I would play doctor back in the shed but that's we can talk about that later <laughs> yeah let's not <laughs> did you want to be a patient thanks i'm sorry go ahead i really don't thank you though yeah well you're just stalking me and looking at my pictures i figured we'd play doctor go do you, ahead do you actually go post ahead. pictures on facebook um some pictures if i feel that that's compelling enough that i want to share to the world yes i do and now no, that you're gonna get fit and trim no frontal nudity shots or anything like that, like you're hoping for. But, um, yeah. And then when I reach my targeted weight, compliments sake of, uh, the planet fitness, maybe I will give a few, uh, you know, show the old six pack. Um, maybe I'll roll to Facebook. Yeah. Show the six pack. Mm-hmm. Now it's Miller high life. I'll just, yeah, it. yeah, I'll just wait sale. for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's on sale right now for two ninety nine a six pack. Yeah. Go down there to the liquor store. Now, on your powerful new diet and exercise program, are you drinking the beers? I feel like you're questioning me, Dags. Why are you questioning me? I feel like I'm kind of a special guest now. Uh, what's your question, dude? Say it again. Well, pay attention. I said on your powerful new diet and exercise program, are you drinking beer? I'm not. Um, I'm really taking it serious this time. This is like my 400th attempt, and I'm like, okay, let's really let's do it. Let's do it. It normally lasts like Are you a day. drinking wine? No. You've had, no. When's the last time you had alcohol? As you know, you're supposed to have a cheat day. So for Super Bowl Sunday, I did cheat. I had four beers. Does that count as my last time? Or does that So since Super Bowl cheating? Sunday, you have not had any alcohol? I have not had any alcohol. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, the big thing, um, everybody wants to do the keto or the fasting. Here's the deal. Work out and count calories. That's all you have to do. You don't need the Orlando diet, the Miami diet, the Texas diet. You do the counting of the calories, okay? The average man needs about 2,500 calories a day. So do about 1,500. Uh, throw some exercise into that and be committed to it for about six months. You'll lose weight. There's no secret. 
There is no secret. I should write a book, the big secret to losing weight. And then I'm going to have one page. There is no secret. And then that's it. I'm going to sign autograph copies and make a million off of it. If so. it's so easy, why are you not fit and trim all the time? Well, because I'm not doing it all the time. Now I am doing it. Okay. And then once you do it, you don't have to do that anymore. I'm trying to stay around the 1500 calories. But once I've reached my targeted weight, I'm not going to stick to 1500 calories. 1500, that's a losing weight. That's a losing weight caloric intake. You go back to a maintenance that is about 2000 calories per meal for a meal. So, so the rest of your life, you're going to be fit and trim, ripped, powerfully powerful. I hope so. I really hope so. That's or, or just time it for summer. Get fat in the winter, slim in the summer. Well, I mean, unfortunately, in this, this horrible state of ours, when we have like three good days a year um, and darkness for the rest of it, you do have a tendency to put some pounds on. It's just, there's nothing to do. You look out, it's dark. You wake up in the morning, it's dark. Two o'clock, it's dark. It's like, oh, I'll wait till tomorrow when it's light. It never gets light. So you never go out ever again. And then all of a sudden in June, you're like, wow, it's light again. Really? I can start cutting grass. And so you look forward to cutting grass. That's how bad it gets here. Um, so definitely I think 90, most of the population would be more active in the summer months than the winter time. How about you, Dags? What do you do? Do you, do you enjoy the winter, winter months? How do you fill that time? Uh, a lot of crying. <laughs> I don't blame you. Sobbing, weeping, gnashing you think of you, teeth. Do you think you think you burn calories crying? Oh, it's it's very aerobic. Mm-hmm. We should try. I'll just like slap you like a little bitch and see and make you cry and then see if you lose weight. You should you try know? that. You should come over to the barn. I will. Then I'll, I'll then I'll uh, try to see how your stomach is, and I'll yeah. take a can cannonball, and aim it directly at you. You can punch <laughs> me as hard as you want. You'll find out. You kind of used to do that too. You were like Houdini when it came to that. That's what I said. I had powerful abs. Can I, I do it though? Really? Yes. Life. Yes, no, you can. If I come, if I come to the Treasured Studios, can we do it live on mic? Where literally you'll sit, I'll just just pound you in your stomach. Go ahead. Okay. Tough for people who have tried. My, make my day. I want to thank you, Johnny Rage, for phoning in another episode. And thank you, friends and flock of Amish that listen. We really appreciate it. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.